Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. Hey, we're in a series, and, and uh, uh, we're this, during this month, we're doing this series. We start off calling it Letting Go of Legalism, but we really ended up with the title of going, hey, uh, you can't get there from here. And what we're trying to say in that is that you can't get to real freedom from a rules-based Christianity. Okay? God doesn't give us rules-based Christianity. We have a relationship-based Christianity. And yet, despite all that, so many of us struggle with rules. I mean, not, you know, I, I don't mean in the sense that we struggle with keeping rules, because nobody in here struggles with keeping rules, but, in the, uh, but the reality is we, we struggle with, with setting up our lives based on how well we do the right things. And our feeling of worth coming out of how we do the right things, or feeling like I'm a good enough person if I've done enough good things. How many of you have ever read the book of Job? Well, wave at me. Reading it right now, yeah. If you're on our, uh, our annual Bible reading plan, you'd be reading it right now. But the book of Job is an interesting thing because the, the essence of the book of Job is Job's trying to let people know that he's not being punished for doing something wrong because it's not rules-based. Right. And everybody else is trying to tell him, yes, you are. You must have done something wrong in secret. You must have done something because the only reason you get what you get is because of what you do. And we live our lives a lot of times with that sense that we get what we get because of what we do. But the reality is, as believers, that leads us, that pathway and that, that mentality leads us into a pretty severe bondage. In uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, um, Paul is writing to the church in Galatian, uh, in the region of Galatia. Galatia is, uh, they, they're not Jewish by heritage, but there's a group of people who have come into that church and have said, look, we want you to become Jewish in order to be Christian. I'm glad I don't have to be Jewish to be a Christian. Nothing wrong with being Jewish and a Christian. I'm not saying that, but it's not a requirement. And so they were saying, hey, in order to be a Christian, you need to do all these things and behave all in this certain way. And Paul says, nah, that's, that's a bondage that Jesus didn't put on us. And instead we need to have we want you to have freedom, and we want you to fight for the freedom. Last week I talked about, I think you heard it here, yeah. talked about you got to fight for your freedom. Right. you got to fight to stay free. you got to fight for that. And today, I, I want to, if we've got Galatians, uh, Galatians chapter uh, 5, verse 1, let's put it up there. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, there we go. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again, okay, going back yeah. to a yoke of bondage, okay, going back to rules-based Christianity, rules-based life, performance trap, performance orientation, living our life in order to be approved of. A few weeks ago, I was, well, it's probably a few months ago by now, I was uh, having a conversation with God, and uh, the conversation came up by, as a result of something that I heard somebody else say, and they said, you know, I've been living my whole life trying to prove something. And all of a sudden I felt God speak to me and say, you know, so are you. Yeah, ouch, she's right. You know, you're right. Well, you know, I did tell God he was right. He he, he said he appreciated knowing that. (laughs) And uh, 
I said, you know, you're right, because the reality is I have been proven because I keep looking at my accomplishments for my value. Wow. Keep looking at what I've accomplished, and I keep, <laughs> I keep spinning it in my own head so I always come out better than anybody else. Don't look at me that way. I know some of you think like this. I, I, and so I look at what I do in order to get my value. And when we live our lives according to what we do in order to feel good about ourselves, we're living rules-based Christianity instead of relationship-based Christianity. We are in, under a yoke of bondage. You know, I love the... <laughs> I, I love the term yoke because it's not a typical yoke uh, term that we use in our modern world. Uh, you know, when I thought about yoke, I thought about a game controller, or I thought about uh, you know a Tesla with a with a yoke. Or, uh, but we throw up this picture. A yoke is in the biblical concept is this uh, is this device that that connects you, in this case, to oxen or to. Uh, cattle together. They're connected together so one can't go without the other one. There's a complete loss of freedom because you're in yoked to the one next to you. So there's this bondage. And, and so what happens is when we come back into this rule-based Christianity, we're in bondage to that. We can't go anywhere. We carry it with us everywhere we go. We carry it into our relationships. We carry it into our, into our uh, children. We pass it on to our kids. Because we're trying to prove something, we expect our kids to prove something because unfortunately our kids turn out mostly like us. Fortunately, by the time they hit 18 or 19, they have a free will and now it's all on them. <laughs> but the reality is we're carrying this around. We're carrying this burden of rule-based Christianity for our value. So we get into this performance trap. And Paul says, he says, I want you to be free. And once you're free, I want you to stay free. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 18, if we could throw that up on the screen. Galatians 5, verse 18, Paul says this in the New Living Translation, but when you're directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. So the question is, okay, that's great. I don't want to go back. I know I have to fight, and I don't want to go back to this bondage and this performance trap this rule-based stuff, but how do I do that? How do I live free? How do I do that? And Paul says, well, let me not, let's not leave that alone for you. Let's, give you. let's give you some key on that. Here's what he says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 18. But when you're directed by the Spirit, you're not under obligation, you're not under bondage, you're not under a yoke to rule-based living, to the law of Moses, rule-based living, rule-based performance, rule-based approval, rule-based acceptance. Are you getting it? talking rule-based here. Everybody say rule-based. Rule okay, so we're, we're, we're not living in bondage to rule-based. Now that doesn't mean we don't do the right things. It's just the right things don't give us our approval and our identity. We do the right things and we do good things because we're already approved and because we already have an identity, because we're already there. But it's difficult to do that. I don't know if anybody's had difficulty not falling into performance traps. I don't know if anybody's had difficulty not trying to make everybody else follow the rules. Right. See, sometimes we get free, but then we just put it on to somebody else. Wow, yeah. See, I, I, don't, I don't get my identity of, by that, but if you don't behave in church, I don't know. 
you know. And uh, we, we get all these sorts of things that happen to us, and, and we have this tendency to fall back. So what Paul says here is he says, here's it. He said, if you're, if you're directed by the Spirit, if you're led by the Spirit, you won't go there. So how do you get led by the Spirit? How do you get uh, uh, led by that? And, you know, I was writing some notes here, and one of the things that kind of hit me is that he didn't say that we're supposed to follow the Spirit of the law, but we're supposed to follow the Spirit of the Lord. Right. Sometimes we think we get free because we're going, well, I'm not actually following it exactly the way it is. I'm just going by the, letter, or the Spirit of the law instead of the letter of the law. That's not freedom. That's just modified rules. So all we've done is modified the rules. We're still living out of that, that fear of not doing things right, that fear of not getting it correct. And even though, you know, if we're honest, even though we know that Jesus paid the price for us and we're saved, we're still sometimes walking through life going, well, what if I don't do it quite right? Will I still get to heaven? I, uh, that I, uh, I got from church was this whole sense of that if you didn't do right, you're going to go to hell. <laughs> There's some of you nodding, mostly younger people. And uh, I, I, uh, I, you know, so I was always, I was afraid. Every time, you know, I, I went to tell mom or dad something that wasn't quite true, the thing ringing in my head is if I tell a lie, I'll go to hell. How many of you ever got that? Yeah, some of you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big hand going up there. And, uh, you know, I, that if I do it wrong, I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. And so we then want to make sure we do it right, again, out of the wrong reasons. We're not led by the Spirit. We're led by the law because I don't want to go to hell. I remember when I, uh, my grandmother passed away. You know, I always knew that God saw me, and I was concerned that God would see what I was doing and that I was doing it wrong. But once my grandma passed away, I was quite close to her. She passed away when I was 12. And when she died, I, I was really concerned because now she could see it too. And it was terrifying for about two weeks, you know, because you can't maintain that stuff. That's the problem. You just can't maintain that stuff. And that's why Paul says you got to live by the Spirit. Here's what it says in the, in the, uh, the Passion Translation, again, Galatians chapter 5, 18 says, but when you're brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace, you'll no longer be living under the domination of law, but soaring above it. I love that. I love that. How many of you want to be soaring above that rule-based performance orientation so I feel free? I can do the right things because I know I'm okay even if I don't, Right? So this rule-based thing. So let's talk about, how does Paul say? He says to be led by the Spirit. He gives us some uh, really good information, really good uh, uh, steps or habits or patterns. In uh, Galatians chapter 5, 16 to 18, I'd like to look at it in the Amplified Version. In Galatians 16, 18, or 16, uh, sorry, Galatians 5, 16 to 18, it says this, but I say walk and live, in brackets, habitually, live habitually in the Holy Spirit. Let's just stop there for a second. Live habitually in the Holy Spirit. Whether you realize it or not, the life you have right now is actually the normal or natural result 
of all your habits to this point. Your habits create you. Craig Rochelle, who is a pastor of a church called Life Church, I think they have 45 or so different locations and a hundred and some thousand people. He does a leadership podcast. And actually, I think he must have something decent to say about it. But he, he, says, he says this when he talks to leaders, but I think it's applicable to us as well today. He says, obsess more about the process than the result. What he's saying is he's saying the habits produce the result, but if we keep looking at the result, we'll be disappointed. I, I've gone through a couple different times in my life when I've been on a, a, a fairly strict regimen to either uh, um, uh, get fit or to lose weight. And every time I gotten on those kinds of things, I get into a habit of measuring things every day. So I get up this morning, I have the same this morning, up at 6 o'clock in the morning, go, to the, go and get on the scale, and I measure myself on the scale. And some days I look at myself on the scale and I go like, I'm not happy with those results. Because that's today, that's a result for me today. And if I keep focusing on that result, I actually get, can get really, really discouraged. Because one day it's up, one day it's down. One day I'm happy, one day I'm sad. One day I am so excited because it looked like I dropped 10 pounds today. I'm not sure how that happened, but it looks like it and the scale can't lie. And the next day I've put another five of them back on. And that's a very frustrating thing, so I live out of that. But if I shift my attention away from the results to the process, which is I track my food every day, and as long as I get an 80% scale, I know that I've eaten healthy that day. So my habit... My process is to eat healthy every day, and then I shift my result to my monthly average weight instead of my daily frustrating up and down. So I shift my focus away from the results to the process. My process is being, did I go to the gym five days this week? That's my process. See, every day then you can win. I went to the gym today, I won. Did I lose 2% fat? No. But if I keep doing this long enough, I will, as long as I stay focused to the process. And same with weight loss. As long as I stick to my healthy eating, I will get to a healthy weight. But if I keep looking at the results every day, I will be one day happy, one day sad. But instead I say, no, I ate healthy today, and tomorrow I'll do the same. So every day... I went obsessing about the process. So here's what Paul is saying. He's saying if you want to live, he says you have to habitually, habitually by process, live in the spirit. Does that mean I'll be free today? No, probably not. Does it mean I'll be free next week? Probably not. But did I live by the spirit today? Is that my, am I making that a habit of living by the Spirit. So here's, here's how he says, and, and I, I love the uh, amplified version of this, so we're going to keep reading on to it. Uh, live and walk and live habitually in the Spirit, responsive to, here's how he says you do it. Because I think that's the big question. How do you live in the Spirit? So here's what Paul says as the amplified version shares it. It says, 
Live and walk habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled by and controlled and guided by the Spirit. Here's the, here's the three parts to the habit of living in the Spirit. Three parts to the habit of living in the Spirit. The first part is be responsive to. Interesting. Uh, I've been married. My wife's not here. She's in our colonial location this morning. And uh, we've been married this year. We'll be married 42 years. And, I've, and I'll give you the secret. I'll give you the secret to success, successful marriage. Be responsive too. You know, I know the person's in the room, but there's been times my wife's been in the room, and, and you know what? She may not have been. I can't tell you for certain. Because I wasn't paying attention to and sometimes she said some things, <laughs> and I haven't heard them because I'm not doing the other part that is part of being responsive to is listening to. So here, here we have Paul giving us this really kind of really good little habit to get into is, is going through our day with this idea that, that God's here, not in a fearful way, but he's here. The Holy Spirit's with me. Jesus said, I, I, I can't send the Holy Spirit with you unless I leave. So he said, I'm promising I'll send the Holy Spirit with you so you can have the Holy Spirit with you every moment of the day. So I know the Holy Spirit's with me. And also listening to what the Holy Spirit might be saying. The Holy Spirit talks to us in all sorts of different ways. But just getting aware of the fact that the Holy Spirit's talking to you. I listened to a speaker one time, and he was very prophetic. And if, if you understand what I say with prophetic, he gets a lot, got a lot of revelation from God. And he, he made this, uh, he gave us this illustration in his, when he was talking one day. He said, he said, it's like anytime I walk along, I constantly bump into revelation. God's always talking to you. The Holy Spirit's always talking to you. As you walk through your day, you're going to bump into what the Holy Spirit's saying. Have an expectation, so respond to. I'm listening to, I'm waiting for, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that's going to happen. So respond to. The second thing that, that uh, um, Paul says, so if we respond to the Holy Spirit, it's going to be the Spirit that keeps us free. Right? So the second thing then is, so the second part of that habit, respond to, the second part of the habit is to be controlled by. Now, actually being controlled by the Holy Spirit is, is um, it's easier to tell if you're controlled by the Holy Spirit more by what you're not controlled by. You know, one of the, one of the core fundamental beliefs that, that I have, and I think you'll find many of us in C3 have, is that the Bible talks more about, when it comes to a lot of practices in life, the Bible talks a lot more about moderation than it does abstaining from. The Bible doesn't talk about abstaining from sex. The Bible talks about the context where sex is appropriate. The Bible's not anti-sex. The, the Bible doesn't talk about not drinking alcohol. The Bible talks about the context where that's appropriate and the degree to which it's appropriate, which is moderation. Do not be drunk with wine. Paul writes to Timothy and says, have a little wine for your stomach's sake, 
It's a whole gap between a little wine for your stomach's sake and drunk with wine. And there's a whole bunch in between there. It's called moderation. The problem with moderation <laughs> is it's hard. And the problem with maturity is it's hard. And it's far easier to say, tell me the rules than let me be mature and decide with the Holy Spirit on my own. Uh, it's way, it would be way easier, way easier for me as a pastor if I just said, don't do these things. And you'd like it too, except you'd hide everything you did. But instead we say, grow up. And you go, oh, but that's so hard. Don't be controlled by. The things we are controlled by tell us what we're not controlled by. If we're controlled by anything, Okay, let's, let's, let's go into this one, okay? We, we've, got, we've legalized marijuana. Does that mean marijuana is wrong? I'm not saying. Because I, I don't want to contradict what some parents might say, okay? But I will say this. This I can tell you for sure. If you're addicted, it's wrong. Because you no longer have control. If you use any kind of drug, if you use anything that, where you lose control, okay, now I'll meddle a little bit. Okay, if you can't get up and, do, and go through your day without your morning cup of coffee, you might have to think about that caffeine addiction you have and that it's controlling you. I mean, that's, come on, that's that, you know, let, let's, let's, let's be honest, let's be honest. You know, we've, we've made a decision in church that there's some acceptable drugs and some unacceptable drugs. But that's not the criteria. The criteria is, is what controls us. And if we use that kind of criteria, if we use that in, in terms of understanding whether we're being led by the Spirit, am I being controlled by the Spirit? Here's what Paul says. I, I love how he, or here's uh, how he addresses this in a couple places. He says um, uh, in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, but you're not controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, here's a great one. I love this one. And even though I am allowed to do anything, that's freedom, I must not become a slave to anything. Working's good. Workaholic not. Messed up your life. Right? This, there, this applies to so many areas of our life where we, we'd love to have the rules, but the fact is God says grow up. Be led by the Spirit. And here's what I say, what I'm controlled by. So it's the Spirit that keeps us free by helping us not become controlled by those things. And when we get controlled by those other things, we go, oh, I'm not being led by the Spirit because I'm being controlled by something else. Okay? Here's the third part of our habits. Okay, third part of the habit, and then I'm done. Is, uh, he says this. This is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians, or sorry, in Galatians chapter 5, 16, in the Amplified Version. He says, responsive to and controlled and guided by. Guided by. When is the last time you did something because you felt God was guiding you to do it? Okay. When is the last time you behaved in a way or didn't behave in a way because you felt God was guiding you to do it? Guiding is a powerful word. Guiding is, is incredibly powerful. I was about nine years of age, and my grandparents, who used to live in Saskatchewan, they had a farm, and a year after they sold their farm, they had to go back and sell all the farm equipment. 
all the, uh, uh, all the uh, combines and tractors and all the rest of that stuff. And as a nine-year-old, I was the oldest grandson, so my grandfather on my mom's side took me back with him. The first time I ever got to fly in a plane, so it was pretty cool. Most of my grandkids have flown on a plane before they were six months old, so I, I don't know what's, what's wrong with that story. But I was there, and, and we were staying at my Uncle Willie's farm. Should be a song about that one. But anyway, it's Uncle Willie's farm. And uh, Uncle Willie raised, you know, he had, he had grain, but he also had some cattle. And he had this one bull that was in a pen by itself. It was his breeding bull, and it was, and it was a vicious, well, it looked like vicious anyway, especially to a nine-year-old. And, and I, I remember Uncle Willie saying at one point in time, don't go in that corral. Don't go in that part of the fenced area. And I don't remember what I was thinking, and I don't remember what, but I know that I needed to go through that corral to get someplace. I don't know why. I can't. There are some, you know, definite benefits of losing some memory, and that's a beneficial one, I am sure. I don't know why I was in the corral with this big one-ton bull. But I do remember walking across and all of a sudden realizing that the bull was coming in my direction and I don't remember everything that happened in that moment except my Uncle Willie, who must have been like the flash or something in that moment, he just appeared right in front of the bull and he grabbed the bull by the ring in its nose and guided that bull right where he wanted him to go. Guiding is a powerful word. Guiding is a powerful thing. Can we let the Holy Spirit guide us? Have we got a habit of the Holy Spirit guiding us? A few weeks ago, I was, uh, I guess about a month and a half ago, I was at a doctor's office, an audiologist. And as I was leaving the audiologist, I was talking to the receptionist. She had a brace on her back, and we got talking, and she had a sore back, and it, you know, she'd lost feeling in her leg and all that, and said, I understand, I've been through that, I did this, and you know, there's all these other things, and you know, I went to the physiotherapist, and finally I went and got these injections, and I'm feeling better, it's great, and I said, recommend you do that, and I walked out the door, and I felt God guide me. I walked out the door, got to my car, and God said, why didn't you pray for her? Because she's in a doctor's office. Duh. You know. And I'm standing there, and honestly, I felt like that bull must have felt that moment. I felt like I couldn't get in my car because God was guiding. And I turned around, and I walked back in. Of course, by then, she's on the phone. And then I have to wait and process the whole thing in my head again. Like, what is stupid? What am I doing in here? Why am I here? What's going on? Finally, I said, look it. Uh, Hey, I'm just wondering, could, could I pray for you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm Seventh-day Adventist. I go to church all the time. I, I later went to see the doctor. He said, she doesn't go to church at all. But anyway, uh, I prayed for her. But once I prayed for her, God let go of the nose ring. Right? Are we led? See, there's, a, there's, a, there's something here God wants to be part of in our day-to-day -day living. How do, we, how do we do this, right? So, there's, so I, I just want to come back to this just as we conclude. This is habit of being led by the Spirit. If we get into this habit, responding to, being controlled by, being guided by the Holy Spirit, we will live free. But make that our habit. 
make that our habit. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca. 